everybody, this is Shanice G, and you're listening to the Single Mom Hotbox. I just want to remind everybody to continue to comment and call in to make sure we have this big, great group discussion going through to really help and empower um, our fellow women and mothers. Um, and, you know, primarily because I also need the help too. So keep it coming. Um, no shout outs this week. But I am still loving doing this podcast, and even more so because I can do it from the comfort of my own home. I'm in my PJs, you know, drinking some hot cocoa. It's cold outside, getting snow tomorrow, which is great. Super sarcastic about that, by the way. Uh, But this podcast is really something that I hope goes really far and I reach as many people as possible. Um, So please, please make sure you are sharing your information you're getting from me. Um, Share my links if you could on your social media. Um, I just want to really open up my avenues of communication and get to as many people as I can. Um, With that being said, today's topic is about communication while co-parenting and the importance of effective communication while co-parenting. I'm going to start off with the definition of communication itself um, because I really think it's important for everyone to know what it actually means to communicate with someone before you try to have any type of judgment or feel like you're doing more than what you actually are, which I feel like when the father of your child, for instance, thinks a certain way is appropriate to communicate, especially when he doesn't see his child constantly or on a regular basis, when you, the woman, are taking care of almost 100% of your child's needs, it's really important that there's a certain level of communication from the father to uphold the same standards when your child is in your house or theirs and that you have enough support when, even when they're primarily in your house the woman's house they never need for anything want for anything and the woman's not struggling taking care of a child that both of you made regardless of how your past relationship had ended and the fact that a lot of men don't actually understand this concept or don't care to put more effort into this concept Um, It is really aggravating and it bothers me that I happen to be in that situation when communication should be the easiest thing of parenting for us to do living in separate households. I must admit that I really am terrible with communication myself. Like, I will admit that is a flaw of mine. So... For me to be totally frustrated at just him, I can't be. I'm frustrated in general with also my own efforts because 
I know it's not a strong point for myself either. But either way, we're just going to start with the definition of communication in general. Okay, so the first definition from the dictionary is the imparting or exchanging of info or news. Well, yeah, duh. While you're co-parenting, you definitely are exchanging info or news about your child, which should be a no-brainer and easy and necessary for everyone to do. The second definition is actually what I really love. It's perfect. The successful conveying or sharing of ideas and feelings. Communication means nothing if it doesn't successfully get sent from one person and received by another. If the message is not received, it's lost. And yet, here I stand. So, in my situation, you know, communication is all over the place. Um, On my end, uh, my major flaw is I don't like confrontation. I hate confrontation so much so that I will just do anything to avoid it. I'll, you know, just go with the flow. I'll let things slide. I'll bite my tongue in major areas where I definitely shouldn't. And it is essentially just affecting my lifestyle and making life more difficult for myself. So I know I need to work on that. Definitely, definitely. Um, But I definitely think I also have been doing a lot better lately about making sure that I am speaking up when I'm feeling a certain way and, you know, trying to intellectually get my point across so there's no gray area about how I'm feeling, why I'm feeling that way, and trying to go forward with some type of solution. So I do think I understand my issue and I'm working, work in progress to get better about it. Um, on the side of the father of my child, I don't feel like there's a click there or him feeling like it's necessary for us to communicate on more of a regular basis. Um, I will admit, I don't know if there are really other circumstances that are preventing him from doing so. Um, not as I'm making an excuse, but, you know, there are also reasons, like there are reasons in everyone's lives where you're not communicating with certain people as regularly as you should or you'd like to, you know, there are reasons, but we can't let it leave at that when the the primary aspect of that is a priority in your life or should be a priority, a responsibility in your life that you should be making sure you are maintaining just like you would uh, your car. You constantly make sure you take it to the shop to maintain it so you can continue to use it to continue to strengthen your life, whether it's going to the gym, to the store to get food for your kids, to go to work, to pay your bills, things like that. It's it's common sense, okay? Communication is also common sense when your child doesn't live with you. That is a responsibility of yours that you still have to make sure is okay, is healthy, is running, is doing everything that it should be doing at its level, at their age. So, 
there are times where like I've told you guys in the beginning where there's months that go by where there's no word um you know there'll be attempts for me to reach out like especially when you know it could be the particular weekend that we had set up that he was supposed to get her but there's no word like there's no communication during the week to confirm whether or not you can come or not so I can make other plans if I do have to work on the weekend you know especially if I know I'm not receiving the financial support from him then at the very least I need that communication to be able to make other plans to make sure that I can financially support uh, my daughter so that is you know my personal hardship and feelings about you know what's going on in my, in my life right now with that situation I can't really you know place total blame on him but a good portion of it is because there's to me sorry I just got stuck on uh, just how upsetting this concept like I just don't see where you don't understand that you need to make sure that your kid is okay at least on a weekly basis like that is all I've been asking for at least once a week make a phone call even if you cannot physically see your child you should still be communicating with your child if they can talk or with the mother to just make sure that the child is healthy anything can happen in a day in a minute in a second and you would hate to be too late to know anything going on with your kid there are also major reasons why communication is super important while you're co-parenting for your child as well um, it creates the stability for them just because you're not living together you still have to give the vision to the child of unity of being on the same page so they're getting the same message and same structure while they're growing so they can be you know successful people and not feel broken in their heads in too many places when it can be all solidified in into one combining your lives to make it better for your child whether you agree on everything or not you can still make it work for the sake of your child Another reason why effective communication is super important while co-parenting is that miscommunication can actually confuse your child and give them insecurity. I know from real experience because I grew up in a split family home and my parents didn't have great communication with each other and it did leave me insecure feeling like, you know, because they don't really talk, they don't get along. You know, kids always think about like, why why aren't my parents together like why couldn't that be a family um and you do get those questions i've gotten that question already um but at the end of it it's because they didn't see communication between the two parents even if they decided that you know love wasn't there and it wasn't in the best interests of their own hearts to be together but they could still be strong for their child um, so without communication, you give that, um, that image to your child and it makes them sometimes 
blame themselves for the situation that they're in and start resenting parents or just get the wrong view and not fully grasp what really is going on which is just they they can't talk to each other so i actually started to do some research about the importance of effective communication and came across an article that had 10 tips for co-parenting um which was on the love to know.com site and I'm actually going to just read this off so I get it right. And I'll probably still butcher her name. Um, but it was written by Marcelina Hardy. And she is an experienced counselor and life coach. And it really touched home for me. Some of the tips that I thought I really could use, actually. Um, and there were some tips that I think I currently do try to embody whenever I do have the opportunity to communicate with my daughter's father. Three of the tips I thought were really key um, were compromise. Definitely with communication, you need to have the ability to compromise, especially in co-parenting. You were raised differently, so there might be different types of parenting that you feel like are more effective than the other person, and you're not going to always 100% agree, but you need to be able to meet halfway even if you don't agree all the way it has to be fair it's co-parenting you know it's half and half you it shouldn't feel divided it shouldn't be feeling like one parent has more authority or more say so over what goes on um sometimes because the children usually live with the mother it you know Monday through Friday, generally, she's going to have a little bit more authority only because she's the main one there. But as far as still discipline and, you know, regular run-of-the-mill decisions, you know, still can be made with both parents' opinions put into it and a group, a group decision made at the end of it. Another key one was respect. You obviously have to have respect for one another because if you disregard the other person's view and obviously you can feel vibes, you can tell when you're being disrespected, you can't have effective communication like that. You're never going to trust someone to be able to tell them important information like I am struggling with. You don't want to talk to someone that you don't feel like you respect what they really have to say, you're not gonna waste your time or waste your breath on people like that. And it's just gonna take away from the child at the end of the day. Another key tip was speak parent to parent. I really, really uh, agree 100% with this particular tip. Do not use your child as a spokesperson for things that two adults should be talking about. A child should never know anything that their parents have to talk about. It's none of their business. They they need to be kids. They don't need to be involved in any adult conversations. So they shouldn't be used to find out times, dates, places, where to pick up or drop off. It, you know, they just don't need to be involved. 
One tip that I definitely need some help with is keeping the past in the past. Essentially not allowing whatever you felt about what happened in the past between you, whether in your relationship or whatever situation you're in, um, let it affect your communication and help you effectively keep up communication between you two regardless of what happened because if you still are trying to hold them accountable for things that don't matter in the child's present life and you want to be mad or bitter just remember at the end of it all your child is the one that's going to be missing out on the important people that they want in their lives and that they need in their lives because you want to hold a grudge and not communicate the right way so that's for us ladies also you have to you have to meet in the middle you have to compromise or it's just not going to work and you have to let the past go for you to be able to focus on you and your child's future so what are some of your particular co-parenting tactics for communication what do you guys do to try to really make sure that you guys are on the same page and do what's best for your child day to day or week to week um, and hopefully not month to month like me um, what what type of things are issues for you guys what kind of things would you like help with you have to comment you have to call in for us to be able to talk about it um, make sure make sure you guys do that because it's only it only has to get better from here because we're getting it out in the air we are talking about these things and gonna get through them i know i definitely have had a lot to say this week so please fire back at me let's really really talk about these key tips the barriers that we face for having effective communication and what we can really do moving forward to work on being better about it and not taking things personally when you have no personal tie to the other parent other than your child and that's business that's business to you because you mean business about the well-being of your kid with all this talk about communication, I would like to communicate that I definitely wish all my listeners a very, very happy holiday season. Um, we will be back after the new year. Um, some of my new year resolutions are going to be a be more of an attentive parent and work on my co-parenting and communication because I am not perfect and I know I can always do better. Happy holidays, everybody. This is Shanice G, and you've been listening to the Single Mom Hotbox. Thanks, guys.